Hello, and welcome to The Pondering Episodes. Have you got thoughts and questions about faith, the Bible, church, and life in general? Well, so do we. In these episodes, we aim to have conversations where we wrestle and embrace all that this journey of faith brings. Do we have all the answers? Nope. But we're willing to ponder the big and the small things and have honest chats that may bring out a new way of thinking. In the next two episodes, Hannah's going to be chatting with Daniel Geddes, and they're going to delve deeper into the thought of embodiment, which Dan shared on last week here at Good Life. So if you missed that, be sure to catch up on YouTube or on the podcast. Otherwise, it was really exciting having Dan here because he loves to ask questions and he really took on answering some big questions from Hannah and the team here at Good Life. I hope you enjoy. So right. where we are. So, hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Dan. Hello. Um, thanks for joining us. No We're worries. We're just going to have a chat about embodiment yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, so good. Um, and so what... I've done is asked people to kind of give me some questions that they could ask and we're going to have some, we're going to have Greg and Shereen and a couple of other people around here come in and ask you some questions. Yeah, cool. Um, but so we've, I've got these questions that have come in and so I'm wondering if, I'm going to start with the first one, which I feel like maybe is even just a summary, but it's um, someone asked, what does embodiment or embodied actually mean like if you're mm. going to really break it down mm. what do you mean when you talk about embodiment and we can kind of then go from there yeah no it's a good question so the the talk on sunday was a lot about listening to our bodies mm. and um yeah i guess that's that's a part of embodiment but i guess what i'd say embodiment is is being aware of your body being aware that you and your body are one, but responding or, or allowing your body to to speak, but also, okay, so I'll give you an example. You can go for a walk on the beach and just, you know, notice the sunset, you can, or the sunrise, you can notice the the birds, you can, if you're on, in Australia and there's surf, you can, you can notice the surf. Embodiment is allowing yourself to feel the the breeze on your skin on your you know on your body to to be embodied in that space is like to to be walking on the beach and to feel the sand between your toes like it's it's allowing the entire body to experience create the created world mm. it's allowing when you're when you're with someone and in being cuz i guess we go on autopilot so much mm. and embodiment is coming back and going wait a second i'm here i'm here now i'm in my body i'm feeling being this. in that moment yes right? i'm noticing mm. this um and i guess we it can be anywhere like right now we can be having this conversation just be all in our head or we can actually be aware of what's going on within us as well we can be aware of you know shifting and moving and and so i guess it's being it's paying attention to the body and and being aware that you are in the body, you and the body are one kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And so then I guess my follow-up would be, why does that even matter? Like, why should we care about that? Yeah, no. Well, I think for a long time we haven't. And I think that um, 
I think it matters because we are almost ignoring a a part of the self. Mm. We're ignoring a big part of the self. And it's like, well, why does it matter that we don't listen to our mind? Well, you can make some really foolish decisions if you're not listening to your mind, you're not engaging with Mm. that. I think the same with embodiment. We can we can follow the path of our mind or rationalize things and without checking in with the body um, can land us in, in situations that possibly aren't the best. And mm-hmm. so I guess it's just, it's ignoring the wisdom of the body mm-hmm. and it's like, well, okay, you can do that. But what if, what if we actually invited that into the conversation and instead mm-hmm. of ignoring that wisdom, what if we leaned into it? How might we make better decisions? How might we make, how might we live more aware of what's going on around us and within us. Mm. And so I guess the why is it important? It's a it's an interesting question because it's like, why isn't it important? You know, like, I guess you could ask the same thing for, well, why is doing a cost-benefit analysis before buying a new Subaru important? Yeah. <laughs> and, well, it's important because it's going to help you make a better decision. And yeah. I think embodiment and le- leaning into the wisdom of our bodies is important because it's going to help us live well. Or live live more aware. Mm. I don't want to say well, because that's making an assumption, but I think that you're going to live more aware and I think that's gonna be better for you. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, um, that's cool. And I think maybe then if we look at that, this isn't a new idea, right? This not isn't at all. a new concept. Yeah, not at all. It's new to maybe our generations and maybe modern thinking because we live post enlightenment we live in this age so what if we go back let's go back before the enlightenment before rationalization how is this something that you see the ancients practicing or we see that it's like something that has been held of importance Mm. but has kind of been lost is that Mm. is that kind of what you recognize that it's something that has existed for a very long time yeah kind of lost that yeah i'm not sure like i think that um i think that when you kind of look back and i mean the the texts that i guess i sit with mostly are the scripture Mm. biblical texts um i see in some of the some of the narratives and some of the stories and some of the writings are very, very embodied language, mm. right? Mm. And so I think that the responses or the um, how people engaged with the created God, the Creator God, in the ancient Hebrew texts, I think was quite embodied. Um, well, we're seeing that from a lot of the language that was used. Um, the psalmist, he's. He's writing in what you would you would kind of you know he he continually is describing the feelings he has within his body as he's talking about God, um, and then you know like my bones wax like there's some really interesting language yeah. and so I think that there has been a a um, an embodied response or relationship not just response but relationship with God mm. that we see in the ancient texts. And then I feel like what kind of happened is we probably came into that more space of, um, you know, I I probably don't see it as much in the New Testament, but I think that's probably a lot more Greek influence. Mm. And so we're seeing Mm -hmm. a lot more of that disembodied mind-body dualism kind of happening. Um, It's still there. But yeah. I think that you, yeah, the richness of it, I, I do feel, is pretty is pretty prominent in the Old Testament. And then as you move forward throughout the ages, you had the Eastern Church, um, and they still 
you know, really valued that. They valued the stillness and the, the, um, that contemplative space. Mm. But um, I think the Western church, especially coming into the Reformation and, and that kind of thing, we just really valued. And I think we were influenced by a lot of the philosophy around at that time. And we valued more yeah. the, the head. Yeah. I feel like that where I grew up in, in faith, <laughs> yeah, like listening to your body was just like unthought of. And it yeah. was all about what do you think about yeah. God? You know, what do you think about this passage? And, and right thought was the priority. Yeah. And I think it makes me think of that. There's a, in the new Testament, if we look at Jesus, I was just thinking then about, um, he, this interaction he has, and I can't remember now exactly the story, but he, it says that he's moved. And so he acts in compassion. We move with compassion. Yes. But what it is, is. It's this word because also in that thinking, um, in the Jewish thinking, it wasn't the head. It was like the gut, yeah. like their center yeah. of of feeling or whatever it was, was in the gut. And, yeah. and that word that's used when Jesus is moved was this very physical within himself, like this, when you feel it in your body, like he, yeah. was, he felt it in his body. To yeah. me. It wasn't just yes. a mental, he had compassion. No. It was... Well, I thought compassion. Yeah, it yeah. was that this word that's used is this word of actually physically feeling. Yeah. This move, this compassion towards somebody and he does something. Yeah. And we lose that. I yeah. think that it's not a mental thing that we choose to have it, but that yeah. we allow our body to feel. That's good. And, and how often is that true for us? Hey, like when you see something... Um, I guess I would use the language that gets to you. Mm. You feel it. Yeah. Like you feel yeah. it. Um, yeah. Like even in, in movies, you know, when you, yeah. when you see something that, that gets to you, yeah, there's a embodied response. There's yes. a body response. It's yes. not just like, oh, that's really sad. And so yes. it's like, I guess it's just tuning into that and, and allowing that to, to get to us more often. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a really good example, and I think we do that. Yeah, like when we see something that's like, oh, that sucks, like that feeling, like oh, and that's that moving towards that actual and coming yeah. from within. Yeah, and I guess that's a big kind of thing that I was hoping to communicate on Sunday. Is this is coming from within, and what if that's coming from God? Yeah. Because yeah. God is within yeah. and God is with us and God dwells within yes. us. And so as we're feeling that, uh, when we have a response to something that we hear in the world, how is that coming from God? And, and I guess paying attention to that. Yes. And what is it revealing about yeah. who God is yeah. through us? Yeah. Like what are the things that move God? Mm. And again, like I guess, and Jesus is that amazing example. And so then yeah. how does that then move in us yeah. physically? Um, on the weekend when you were sharing, you read out those two passages of scripture and on Sunday night, it was really cool because you actually got to ask people. We had the opportunity to yeah. ask people yeah, that was how they that felt. Was and for myself, when you read that first passage, where was that from? So it's, it's interesting. I want to I preface that with, yeah. okay, so you know how we're talking about embodiment. Yeah. So 
in that second service, this is where it comes to embodiment, right? Mm. And listening to our body. Mm. In that second service, I'm in the middle of talking about listening to our body and I feel in my body, <laughs> I need to invite people to respond mm-hmm. to this. I'm like, mm-hmm. no way, no way. That's way too scary. What if no one says the, anything? The brain is saying, right? the brain no, kicks no, no. In, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the thing about listening to our body. I feel like so often our body is speaking, but our brain, I, okay, I don't know like if this is true or not, but I feel like our body has these, these, this voice and then our brain goes back to like this history and our brain goes back to these moments where we've put ourselves out there and we have oh, been yes. let down big time or or we've been made a fool of. But yeah. it's almost like the body just like has these moments where it's like it comes up out of us and we have the choice to listen to it mm. or we have the choice to go and listen to maybe the fear or the the brain going, no, don't do that. That's bad for your ego. Yes. That's bad for your self-image. Yes. And in that moment, I'm like, I feel like I need to do this. And that's that's why I, I and I and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to be courageous here and invite you to respond. Yeah. Not knowing what was going to happen. Yeah. Cuz yeah. I mean, people could have said yeah. nothing or they they could have um yeah, it could have just gone flat, but I guess that I I wanted to come back to that because that's embodiment. Mm. Mm. That's trusting from that's trusting the wisdom from within us yeah. rather than just immediately shutting it down. And I feel like our body our, our body is is revealing things to us, but it it feels like so often our mind takes over and we just shut it down. Yeah. So, yeah. back to yeah. the question, the yeah. what was the passage? Oh man, that was a passage in in because um, I know it. I just yeah, don't know yeah. the reference. Yeah, that was a passage <laughs> in Samuel. Josh, uh, Samuel, yes. Yeah, I think it's Samuel. Yes. Um, yes. And you know, I I picked two yeah. passages that We're that going to elicit if these response. don't evoke responses, <laughs> you're not human. Are you dead inside? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally right? dead. Yeah. Like this is the way to find out if you're actually alive. Yes. And I I, I, I picked two passages that were. You, you would say are opposed to one another. Mm, totally. But they're two passages that are in scripture. And, yes. um, and I did that in a way to say, I did that with a motive. I'll be honest. Yeah. I did it with a motive to reveal a question. How might our body actually almost help us see <laughs> a clearer picture of yeah. who God is? Yeah. Because I mean, I listened to that passage. That for those of you who haven't, haven't heard the... Um, the talk, I listened to that passage and it's pretty much saying, God just says, kill them all, women, children, ox, donkey, camel, everybody, kill them all. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I've always had like this eh to that mm-hmm. and um, I'd shut it down. Mm-hmm. I'd been like, but they're bad. They were the Amalekites. Mm-hmm. They were bad. Like they did horrible things to the people of Israel when they're coming out of Egypt. And, and the passage says that. But I, I, I never listened to the eh within me yeah. and instead just ran with the justification and ran yeah. with the, the theology that I was given. And I guess I'm, I'm, I was asking the question because I'm like, well, how might our bodies help us to, yeah, come to yeah, a, come to something, something, something else, about it. Yeah. hopefully a, a clearer, yes. more beautiful Real or picture of who God yes. is. Yeah. Because if God's in us, what if the air is actually God? <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's his spirit. Yeah. Who, 
And this was something so and um, Mike and I talked about in our other episodes when um, we were coming to our series on the minor prophets and I shared that I I read through all 12 of them. Yeah. And I like I would clo- I would have to walk away and I was so like physically just sick and mm. angry and all of these things I felt and I would read them and I could feel myself just in this like oh I hate like the all of this all mm. that all of the violence all the things that you read yeah I'm physically responding to it yeah and it was part of the process of and then of figuring out what what is being revealed here about who God is and all yeah. of that but there was a really physical response and so even when you read out that passage in Samuel, the same thing, it was like the same response again that I felt that yeah. in my stomach and everything in me was like, oh, this just isn't right. Mm. But then it forces you to then actually engage. And I guess my follow-up question would be, what do we do when we read scripture? And that is our response. Mm, because it's a good question. There's, we are going to read bits and if we do try to practice this idea of embodiment and we do come and we go, oh, I don't know what to do with this and my body is reacting to this. What do we do? What's mm. the next thing that we do with it? Yeah, it's good. It's funny because as, as you were even describing that, in my voice, there's this voice in my head that was like, um, for so long, I was taught this, okay? So if you look at this passage in in um, Samuel where he's just saying, kill them all, and you have a response like, Ugh, then something's wrong with you. Yeah. And you need to let go of that and you need to let God heal that or you need to let the peace of God or you need to surrender that or well, you need to... that's your flesh. Yeah, that's your flesh, right? And don't let it rule you. Yeah, mm. you need to surrender that. Mm. You need to trust God. Mm. And that was so often the response that I, I guess I was told and I feel like that's the response that... And you know, yeah, just like you're not God. You can't you can't judge what is happening here in these moments. And that's, that's kind of response that I guess I, I was taught. Yeah. Or um, oh, myself too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so what, what's a different way forward? Mm. Um, I don't think it means that you just go, Oh, I just completely reject that. But I think that it goes, huh, like, yeah, that's, that's a question I have. And then you go, okay, how does that sit? And this is what I, I would kind of do next. I'd go, how does that question, that uh, sit with this God who became man, who mm. said, who said my my burden is easy, mm. mm-hmm. like who who said that in my yoke is easy and my burden is light, and and come to me, yes. all you who are weary. Yeah. You, I feel like you've got to. I feel like what our bodies could be doing is it's like, hey, 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 like come to this. Like I don't know. Maybe the question is from the divine within getting us to look at the, the full revelation of who Jesus, yeah. who God is, who is Jesus, the, the embodied God mm. on the cross and mm. go, how does that line up? Mm-hmm. And then just continue to be curious yeah. and um, be honest. I think, I think a big part of when we, um, when we push it down and we don't listen to our bodies, it, it, it doesn't go away. 
I don't yeah. think it does. No. I think we can get better at shutting it up, but I yeah. don't think it goes away because yeah. we're human and God's yeah. within us. And yeah. so, yeah, I guess I just encourage people to be curious, talk about it, then be like, okay, well, how does this compare to the person that I see revealed on the cross? Yeah. Um, and if there's other things that you're reading in scripture and you're like, you get that uh, feeling, take that as a take that as a stimulus to ask questions yeah. around it. Like that's yeah. perfectly healthy, and that's a part of this journey that we like. I love it. You know, Hebrews calls it faith, um, but. Abraham, it was just, it was walking with God. Yeah. Like we call this thing faith and it is, but I think when you do that, you almost like put the burden on us to like work all this out, but it's just us walking with God and, and continually feeling and, and trusting the movements within us and, and coming to God with those movements and coming to our community with those movements. And, and hopefully you're in a community that is going to welcome those questions and if you're not then maybe that's not a safe place to be Mm. because if you can't actually ask these questions then are you do you really belong are you really in a community yeah if you can't ask questions yeah and if you even and i think even that sense of um because i know i have friends who um who are in our community who only now feel like they can ask questions and there's they feel a physical release in being able to ask them and even coming into a space where we can have these discussions and you're not anxious you're not feeling tight within yourself about asking it but there's a freedom to ask them i think is so healthy and i think that if if we were never allowed to ask questions then we would have no theology about anything because the only way that we learn more about God is to actually ask the questions yeah. and to to be open to yeah. it, to and, asking that. And right? you have a history. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, that's right. The entire biblical narrative is a history of people asking, asking questions. questions. And as they that's ask right. questions, they discover more yeah. of who God yeah. is. And, and they live in tension with each other and yeah. they conflict each other and they have different answers. Yeah. And that's, that is our whole like history of faith is is that so. yeah so yeah it don't don't shut those body responses yeah. down yeah lean into them yeah take them what to your community yeah. take them to your friends take them to jesus yeah um don't bottle it up and, and live that alone yeah. mm. Mm. i think we might bring greg in cool. and get him to ask um He's going to ask a doozy. I'm terrified. I won't have an answer. I'll have just another question. Wow, coming in hot. Coming in hot. Mr. Geddes, how are you? I'm well, mate. How are you going? Good, thanks. Appreciate you sharing on Sunday. Thanks, bro. Cool topic. I was thinking in particular about, I know there's extreme cases of people with mental health challenges where maybe listening to their body is unhelpful. Mm. But I do think um, that's in all of us. I think there's anxiety and um, other things, body reactions that are present for all of us. And I think um, as I learn about the brain, um, our hind brain can often go into that uh, fight or flight response. And yeah, I want to think about, yeah, there's a place for listening to the body there, but um, more and more our society and our environment is safe. Mm. So 
yeah, how do we wrestle with that, with the um, listening to our body, but also not listening to it? Mm. And also, is there a hierarchy in that? Like, where does a body versus our mind, brain mm. fit? Is there a hierarchy or is it kind of... Yeah, dude, it's a good question. Um, I, I'm not sure, like, I don't know how to answer the hierarchy question because I feel like that was part of this, um, the philosophical kind of idea behind mind-body dualism. And I feel like we've really leaned into the hierarchy of the mind. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like, I guess, I'm not saying there's a hierarchy, but I'm going, I feel like we've left the body behind. And so... Uh, and I can only speak from my own experience. Yeah. Um, I valued so much of what was happening in the mind that I feel like I left the voice of the body behind. So I'm, I'm just going and encouraging people to, to lean back and I guess swing the pendulum, not all the way back to just body, yeah. but swing the pendulum back so that the body still has a voice. And so I don't think it's a, but it's an, it's an either or, I think it's a both. I think that we need to listen to the mind but we also need to bring the body and body responses and body movements and paying attention to that as we do the mind. So I, I, I think that like this was a kind of a, con a conversation someone else had with me after the message, like, well, when do I listen to my mind and when do I listen to my body? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I think that that's, but I, I think it's a part of, it's coming back to, but are you, like, if you are listening to your body and you're, you're, you're great at that, that's awesome. But I feel like a lot of crew in, um, I guess, the Western world and a lot of the Christian circles I've been in, it probably has been more of a value on the mind. So it's about coming back and going, okay, well, what role does the body still have to play? And you're right. There's cases where, you know, the body responses could be leading people to really unhealthy decisions. And yeah. so this is about discernment. And that's kind of, I guess, what I'm, what, the wider conversation is a conversation on discernment right mm. when we're discerning things are we leaning into that when we're discerning things about god are we leaning into the movements from within the body or are we ignoring those are we just prioritizing the movements or the thoughts we have when we're discerning yeah so i guess it's about bringing voice back to the body not saying we don't we only listen to the mind or we only listen to the body but we do both yeah i love the thought about discernment for me, though, that, correct me if I'm wrong, no, no, go. rests with the mind. So yeah. To me, it is discernment happens in the mind, but my takeaway was mm. to consider the body. Yes. So it's that pause, that how's my body feeling? Why is that? It's almost asking the question mm -hmm. for consideration. And then mm -hmm. you discern, oh, this is healthy I, or I, this I, is unhealthy. Or yeah. just like it's probably good to pause after you have a thought because what are my biases here? What yeah. am I... So it's that space. And I think discernment is key. Um, I'd question yeah. that though. Is discernment just in the mind? That's, that's where I think if we're just pushing, like we're just valuing, because your, your mind is often doing your pros and your cons. Your mind is often yeah. like weighing up the options. But I feel like, can your body also be a part of discernment? Can your body also be involved in discernment? And that's the voice of the body. Yeah. Yeah, I think definitely, well, I think that's the challenge of it is to include the body yeah. in the discernment process. But when I say it rests with the mind, I think the mind's got the capacity to consider mm. the other. Whereas your yeah. body, maybe maybe it does. Maybe yeah. some neuro 
scientist out there will correct me, but your body maybe not neurologically aware of what's happening in your brain. Like, yeah, there's a, there's an interesting quote. Um, I didn't, I didn't get to it in my message, but it's by um, Eugene Gelden, Gelden and he does a lot of work with focusing and he, 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 he argues that every inch of our body is mind. And so that our body actually, like we, we often think the mind is the brain, but he, he's saying like our body is mind. Our body is, um, can reveal things, like kind of almost saying like our body has wisdom to reveal to us. And I'll give an example in my life. Um, it's sort of like the one I told on Sunday, but I guess I'll go into it a little bit more depth. There was a tension I was feeling within my body when I was in a certain circumstance and I knew that tension and my body was, you know, I had a, I had a moment with my spiritual director where I, I saw that, sorry, I felt that. And I, I, I guess I realized in that moment and realized is the mind talking, right? But I connected in that moment, this tension that was going on in my body to a tension I was feeling in my life. But my mind in the discerning process was all about security was all about where's your financial security going to come from? How are, where's your belonging going to come from? How is this decision going to affect your family? Like my mind went to, which is meant, which is needed, right? It's needed. We need to, we need to consider the reality of our decisions, but I feel like I pushed the voice of the body down and the body just kept coming up. And in this moment, I, I was having a conversation with, um, with, with my wife and I said, listen, I feel like if I don't lean into this, that's coming up for me from within, it's almost like I'll die inside. And it was, it was seriously like the body movement went against logic, but the body movement led me into freedom. Like I can't even describe to you that freedom and the peace so but body, it went against logic. So your body was more discerning. I, I, just, I no, I'm not saying that. I just think that, I think that I needed to, I needed in this moment to lean into that. And I'm, and, and I don't think that's for all moments. Totally. But in this moment, it's like, and I feel like so. I feel like in the Western world, we've we've become so good at our, our um our mental like making decisions based off you know a list of things. And um, I feel like coming back to what wisdom can come from within is it's, it's about coming, just bringing the pendulum back and saying, hey, let's look at that again. Because yeah. like seriously, and I guess that was just, that was such a, a hard decision, but it was a decision that um, you, just, you just knew. I just, I didn't, it's almost like I'd had a choice, but it's almost like I didn't. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah, but that was, that was a wild thing. It went, it went against logic. Yeah. It went against. So can you tell me more about when you said if you'd gone against it, you would have died inside. Died inside. Yeah. That's a felt, that's a felt. I guess what I meant by that is like, um, it's almost like I would have just shrunk up. And, and just, just become a shadow of who I am. 
you think would have caused like almost internal conflict? Your mind would have oh, been I think pushing the mo- forward and I, your body would have... I think I was already in internal anxiety, conflict. Whatever you want to call that death inside, yeah. those feelings would have just grown. I think I, I think I was already in really intense internal conflict. Yeah. And I think that I would have just completely ignored a big part of who I am. And that's what I mean, like the self. See, see um, Descartes, when he said... You know, when he when he really introduced this mind body dualism, yeah. he he said he is his thoughts, the the way that because he he drummed he he asked all these questions, he's like, am I, like, is there an evil demon manipulating me? And he he kind of he's like, an evil demon can be controlling my body, right? It can be. That's what he he said. And he's like, I could be completely unaware of that. And it's the Matrix question, right? Um, are we in a matrix or not? And that's what Descartes was asking. And the matrix is asking it in a 21st century format. Yeah. But Descartes was like, the ability that I have to question whether or not I'm in the matrix is the only certainty I have that I am who I am. So his whole reference for who he is, is yeah. his mind. Yeah. And I feel like that is... Like he couldn't trust his senses. No, not at all. Not at all. And I feel like that has affected the Western world. Like we, we shut down the senses. We shut down the body because, well, we can't, that's exactly right. We can't trust it. And I feel like that's come from theology. Like don't trust yourself. Yeah. You know, you've got to trust, trust God, but God's within. So like, what if that's God from within speaking to me right now? Yeah. Are, you, are, you, are you saying I shouldn't, are people saying I shouldn't trust that? Well, I think that in a lot of um, modern church history, yes, they have said that. Yeah. I think that let's also inquire the wisdom from within. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that it maybe sparked your interest or raised some questions for you. Stay tuned for the next episode where we continue this conversation with Geddes and look at practical applications of embodiment, as well as living out embodiment with trauma and chronic illness. This podcast is made possible by an excellent team of human beings. So a big thanks to Josiah Niven, Cherie Allen, Greg Forrest, Mike and Teresa Hardy, Amos and Hannah Bartle, Emma Bell, and the countless other encouragers, friends, and colleagues who continue to support the Good Life mission of building community, fostering health, and offering hope to all people. Make sure you follow our socials, like and leave a five-star review, and listen to our sermon series also available in this podcast here. Peace.